0: it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. In depth conversations, matchup breakdown,
1: analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
2: Fourth down in the Steel City, you got a big star, a star is born in Pittsburgh. And it's Greg Finley because he's on like the fifth straight podcast where you hear his voice. He's Finley. He produces this normally. Calling off again today. I am Crowley. And the Steelers are in the hunt. We will get to that because the last time we chatted, Finley, we didn't think it was all that far-fetched. They remain in the hunt until week number 18. So we will get to that, but do the Steelers have a franchise quarterback?
3: I think they do. I mean, yeah. he didn't he didn't have the best numbers again, but when it comes to you need the guy to make plays down the stretch, he does that. The throw to Stephen Sims was incredible. Oh. That was an absolute dart in a small window. And then the throw to Najee, he put it only where Najee could get it. Like, the linebacker played it pretty well, but Najee blew past him, and he had to put the ball right where he put it. That was beautiful. And you see his left hand, he goes, hey, but he gives Najee a little, like, take off. Because Najee was just hanging out for a check down, and Kenny, on the run, improvised and made that play happen. That was fantastic.
2: It was dirty, man. Absolutely dirty. And – I tweeted this out today. I I hate people. I just I, I can't stand them. Sports fans. The number of folks, because last night emotionally I, te- I tweeted out that the Steelers have their franchise quarterback. I doubled down on that today. And all I'm getting is, his numbers are bad. You're a homer. He's not that good. Don't you dare compare him to Ben Roethlisberger in any way, shape, or form. And... You know what? F all those people. It's supposed to be fun. Sports are an escape, a release from our sad, pathetic, mortal lives. And if I want to be jacked up because Kenny Pickett beat the team that I hate most in the world in football, besides the Pit Panthers, the Baltimore Ravens, why can't I be jacked up? Why do I have to not allow my emotions to take over? What, because I do radio stuff? I, I will always be objective that is my goal but at the same time I'm not going to pretend like last night didn't mean something for the first time in years Greg years the blood rushed to my lower extremity as this game took place because last year when Ben was doing it you knew it was done it, it didn't it didn't matter like you wanted him to go out on top, and you wanted to make the playoffs. Yada yada. That's fine, but it was never leading anywhere, not in the playoffs or otherwise. This feels an awful lot like 2004. They're not that good, obviously. They're not, but I remember getting the sickness then with Ben. I feel it now with Kenny. You can sometimes you just know, and they got a guy. And it's okay to be excited about it. And it's okay to trust your emotion. It's okay to trust your eyes. They've got a guy who gets it done in the moments, which means they got a guy.
3: For how mad I kept getting at the offense, the final drive in both the Raiders game and the Ravens game, both gave me the understanding of, okay, these, this offense isn't very good, but as long as Kenny Pickett can make plays down the stretch and the defense can make the stops and they can run the football and kill clock if they can get field goals, they can just stay in the game. Yep. This is how they have to win games, though, because their offense isn't equipped enough to get inside the red zone and score because they're just not doing it. But when it comes to a final drive, they finally put it together. They've done it two weeks in a row.
2: You're right about that Sims throw, man. I mean, hang that one in the Louvre. It was gorgeous. And Doran and I were talking about it this morning. Doran Dickerson, former Pitt All-American, all-around good guy, Steelers analyst, and co-host of the Fan Morning Show. For those of you who don't know, six-year tight end in the NFL. Are there more bona fides, Doran? Is there anything else I need to say about you? Love you, pal. West
3: Allegheny Hall of Fame. That's right.
2: West State. That throw was sublime because kenny stepped into it he couldn't put it on a rope because the linebacker underneath would have got it he couldn't put too much air under it because it would get picked off we're talking about the perfect layered throw from little tiny hands kenny pickett who doesn't have the arm i mean and he did say sims he sort of curved off the route, reading the safeties. So he did give credit to Sims too, which again shows leadership. Listen, this is not anywhere close to a championship caliber offense. Nowhere close, but I think consistency will come with Kenny Pickett. I think some of the technique stuff, some of the happy feet stuff that'll come with Kenny Pickett, that stuff can be taught. What can't be taught Is that clutch factor, and and the even heartbeat, and he's got it, man. He's got that. He's got the hard thing done, like the hard thing he figured out. Now he's got to go put together the consistency stuff, and you know he's going to work his tail off to do so because he he got better every year at Pitt. Why wouldn't the same thing be true here in the NFL? I I cannot tell you, Finley. The last time I've been this excited, and I think rightfully so about the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Kind of stinks that this is the last game of the season, though. <laughs> it's, everything's finally coming together and oh, you want to watch more Kenny Pickett.
2: Contraire Monfre. I'm not ever,
3: I'm not saying they're not gonna make the playoffs. I'm saying last game of the regular season. Like the season's already coming to a close. It just kind of stinks that you know you want to watch him play in more games than just one more regular You're season. You're right.
2: And that and this isn't it's no, it would not be fair for me to be critical of Tomlin today. I can save that for another time. Yeah, the the he's had a wonderful second half. I still I'm annoyed that they couldn't find a way to beat the Jets or the Dolphins or the Patriots or the Ravens earlier and and make it easier on themselves to get into the playoffs. But. I forget what I was going to say. I did it anyway. You, we've, you seen, see, we've seen seen these... Did you see what just happened? Oh, oh! I know what I was going to say. Did you see what just happened there, though? I said, I'm not going to criticize Tomlin, but I, could, to... but I couldn't help but to the point where I forgot what I was going to say. Man, some habits just die hard. What I was going to say was, and I don't want to be critical of Mike Tomlin, <clears throat> if Kenny had played to start the year, I think we would have had this feeling a little bit earlier which would have it would have made the season more fun. But I uh, listen, I'm just happy it's happened altogether. Hell, three weeks ago, I think it was on this podcast, or it was somewhere, for God's sakes, where I said, you're going to go through the whole year, Greg, and you're not going to know if Kenny Pickett is your franchise guy. Like, what a disaster. They're not going to make the playoffs, and they're not going to know. Well, these last two weeks have told me that they got a franchise guy, and they, well, might make the playoffs. So, hey, happy times. Fun times in Pittsburgh again. Uh,
3: What I was going to say, like we've seen this happen with the Steelers multiple times where they shoot themselves in the foot in the regular season early on in games that they should have won and they end up losing. And then it comes down to the final week of the season where they need five different things to happen in order for them to make the playoffs. If they could have just taken care of business in one of those four scenarios that you brought up, I just need them to win one. I if know. they would have just beat the Jets, if they would have just beat the Patriots, if they would have just beat the Ravens, if they would have beat the Dolphins, heck, the the Bengals game where they scored 30 points, if they wouldn't have given up 37, they wouldn't have turned the ball over, you win one of those games, and we're not even talking about in the hunt. We're talking about this team's making the playoffs.
2: Yes, we are, and the one that haunts me the most is the Jets game because Zach Wilson is an abomination
3: and they let him
2: beat them. (laughs) And it was his first game back. I mean, it it can't happen. They blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and I think in part because Mike Tomlin abandoned his plan. If Kenny Pickett had been given the whole week to practice, he doesn't throw three interceptions, I don't believe, and they probably win that game. Or if he's given some of the reps, and he knows he might go in at halftime, I don't think he throws three interceptions. Maybe he does, but, hey, my narrative, bite my ass. It just – it sucks. And then Gunnar Olszewski can't catch a ball against New England. And then, of course, Mitch Trubisky has to play against Baltimore, and he's just afraid of throwing touchdown passes. And then, of course, Miami. But, you know, the Miami one doesn't bother me so much because I sort of looked at that, Greg, as Kenny had to walk before he ran, right? Right. He he was so close on those final two drives against Miami to where I thought, oh, boy, clutch gene. He's got it. Both drives. And then, obviously, they didn't end well. And then what happens with the Raiders happens. And then I think the degree of difficulty was significantly higher against Baltimore than it was against Las Vegas. It's like this steady incline here.
3: Against that defense, the drive that he put together, I mean, that's incredible. And, and you know, we're talking about Steven Sims making that play, not Deontay Johnson or George Pickens or Pat Fryermuth, Steven Sims was who he went to and made that play. Like that's, that's incredible.
2: Yeah. Right about that. You're absolutely right about that. And I think if you're a Ravens fan today, you're going, are you even kidding me? I mean, are you serious? They got a guy who can do this crap again. Really? They were down for eight weeks. We thought we could kick the Steelers when they were down. They were down for eight freaking weeks. They've gone six and two in their last eight. They've got a quarterback who's clutch. This is stupid. That's how they got to be feeling. And and And, we
3: have Tyler Huntley.
2: (laughs) Right. And and who knows what we're going to do with with Lamar Jackson, right? Are we going to franchise him? Are we going to sign him long-term? Should we sign him long-term? Should we franchise him? Cats, dogs, living together, mass hysteria. If you're a Browns fan... The Steelers are having the season that Browns fans hoped for, that they could stick with it somehow-ish in the beginning of the season. And then when Deshaun Watson came back, go on a run. Mm -hmm. And they didn't. And the Steelers had. So if you're a Browns fan, you got to be going. Are you kidding me? they got this guy? Another one? Seriously? And Cincinnati fans don't care because they have Joe Burrow. But I do think those other two fan bases have to be going... When you think the Steelers are finally down, they're not great, but they might have found their guy. I, it, that just, it brings a smile to me, Greg. It tickles me. Coming up next, are the Steelers going to make the playoffs? In the hunt? Lurking around? Sniffing? It's fourth down in the Steel City.
1: In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan can want. Can't love, can't love. This is 4th Down in the Steel City with your hosts Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
2: Greg, it's big. It's Steelers-Browns for some of the marbles. It can't be all the marbles, because if it were all the marbles, you'd go to the playoffs if you win. It's just for some of the marbles, but you can get the rest of the marbles if Buffalo beats New England, and you can get, well, more marbles if the Jets beat Miami. I don't know why I'm using the marbles analogy, but I am. We said 2% chance. Now you think about it. I don't know what the percentages are now. Maybe you do, Greg. 16. That feels a little low. Oh yeah, it really it really does because you know who's not playing on Sunday for the Tua. Dolphins? Tua, Teddy Bridgewater. That's right. It's not Bridgewater broke his hand. Tua's brain is mashed potatoes. Not to make light of that. Who doesn't love mashed potatoes? Had some with sauerkraut on uh, New Year's. That's the tradition. Listen, the Jets suck, and Mike White's no good. They think Mike White's good. He's not good. He's just better than Zach Wilson. But I also think Mike White is better than – what's his name? Skyler Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> and I also think that the Jets' defense is better than Miami's. I don't know that they're going to be favored. Actually, I haven't looked at the line. But it wouldn't shock me in the slightest if the Jets win that game.
3: Uh, to me, it comes down to that game. Like The Steelers can take care of Cleveland no problem. New England's gonna lose
2: to Buffaloes. Whoa, 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 whoa! You think the Steelers are gonna dispatch the Browns? No problem. Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. They don't dispatch of anybody. No problem, Greg. They yeah, have to. They run the ball. They play defense. They yeah. score like nine points <laughs> per three quarters, and then somehow they find a way to pull out at the end. I do think the Steelers win. I think it is going to be like a root canal. It is going to be miserable, Greg. It is going to suck. Those other games are going to be going on, and it's going to be like Skylar Thompson uh, rushes for five yards on third down and three. It's a 17-play drive for the New York Jets. Like, you're going to see all kind of weird crap happen in that game. You know New England's going to keep it close against Buffalo because Bill Belichick, those are going to be like pulling teeth. And then the Steelers, bro, it's going to be like, it's going to be like Iowa versus Minnesota. Yeah. It's going to suck.
3: All right. Let me, let me backtrack. Steelers will beat the Browns, but it's going to be ugly. It's Not going to be a no problem kind of game. It'll be ugly, but they're going to win. Uh, Buffalo beats New England as long as they have something to play for. And it comes down to, can Mike White make yeah. plays? Because I don't think the Jets will just, you know, be able to run the ball effectively, especially with no Brees Hall.
2: If Buffalo is playing for something, then the order of difficulty I would rank like this. Jets, Dolphins. Steelers, Browns, Bills, Patriots. And by difficulty, I mean the likelihood that I think, or, or yeah, the likelihood that I think that they would happen, like, or, or how hard it is for the thing the Steelers need to happen to happen. Maybe I got marbles in my mouth. You get what I'm saying.
3: or counting on the jets to beat the dolphins is the toughest thing that needs to happen.
2: Neither of those teams have won in five weeks.
3: Yeah, I know that's, that's, that's my concern too. Like, the, and Jets, the Jets,
2: Jets are playing stink. for nothing.
3: The Jets stink. <laughs> I mean, stink. this is
2: what you get for relying on the uh, for for losing to the Jets, you now have to rely on them. That's all I kept thinking when I was watching that New England game Greg was. Oh my god. You lose to Mac Jones, so now I have to root for Mac Jones. Right. And Matt Patricia's offense that he's coordinating. Dear god. If yeah, to it's
3: uh, what happens when you don't take care of business. And then unfortunately they didn't do it multiple times.
2: I have to amend something that I've been saying for like weeks and weeks now, Greg.
3: Okay.
2: I said if the Steelers go nine and eight and don't make the playoffs that it's going to not be a successful season. I will still be disappointed because of what we've already talked about. They missed their opportunities to control their own fate. But I don't know if I can call it a disappointment when you know you got a franchise quarterback.
3: I'm with you there, because I think at the beginning of this season, it was what will Kenny Pickett be by the end? And with Trubisky getting the the first couple of games, like, okay, when's it going to be Kenny's turn? When's it going to be Kenny's turn? Finally, Kenny's turn. He's got the bumps and bruises. He's making the mistakes, but he keeps growing. And I keep telling people each and every week, Kenny Pickett is growing as a quarterback and as an NFL player. I'm seeing it each week. The the plays that he can make the mistakes that he's avoiding when he throws the ball away and doesn't just throw in a double coverage and throw a pick or take a sack. Now he took a bad one yesterday, but he was also running for his life because the offensive line got blown up on that play. But Kenny Pickett's growing, and that is one thing that we were hoping to see all season long. Will this guy be your franchise quarterback? And I think we have the answer.
2: I think we do. I think we do. Do the Steelers have a franchise running back?
3: I really like Najee. I mean, he's running with his. I can't say head on fire because you gave me a you gave me a problem with that. Oh loop. my
2: god, he's running with third degree burns. He's
3: running like a madman, though. Like he is aggressive and he he just doesn't care anymore. He's just running through dudes. Before I, he was running around dudes, now he's just running through dudes. I love it.
2: And I do. I I don't. I don't know, man. If it was the injury that did it, because you're right. Like he wasn't seeking contact before. Now he ain't friggin scared. Exactly. and I also think Jalen Warren being good might have a lot to do with this, yeah, because he sees that guy and he goes, "I'm better than him, but he runs harder than me. Well, now he doesn't. Now Naji runs just as hard as Jalen Warren. Early in the year, you just didn't you just didn't see the want to from Naji, and that's so cliche, and I hate doing that because it's hard for anybody to say, to, to, to be able to get inside a guy's head and know, know what the effort level is, right? But at least the appearance was Najee wasn't playing as hard as we saw him his rookie year. Like, his rookie year, he was that guy. He, he, he ran so violently, and Kyle Brandt's giving him scepters and shit. Like, I don't I don't know what happened early on. I'm just happy he's figured it out now because that's now at least another piece of the puzzle moving forward that you feel like you have an answer about that was a question mark. Like, Three weeks ago, I was going. They might not have their franchise quarterback, or at least I don't know. I don't think their running backs all that good. Like he's fine. And then their wide receiver, they're paying eighteen million. Not good enough. And George Pickens hasn't done it. And there are all these questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But now Najee Harris has stacked some good performances. That's a. That's a damn good run defense. No, Clayus Campbell, I understand, but that's a damning good run defense, and they whooped they their ass. I mean, they took it right to them. So hey, I man, think
3: Jalen Warren, it was, brah, it was a two-headed monster yesterday.
2: It was, and I talked about this on the pre-game game show with Doran and Zeiss. This was a game where, like, even if the Steelers didn't have success running, I wanted them to stick with it because i knew that the ravens offense couldn't run away and hide but even i thought it paid such dividends in that fourth quarter they kept they pounded and pounded and pounded and i think maybe one of the reasons why the steelers are able to get that touchdown on the final drive is because the ravens defense was probably worn down
3: i agree with that i mean the the opening drive of the game when the steelers ran right down their throats it's like is this really how this is going right now i mean running the football effectively with both running backs it looked like the Ravens' run defense didn't have an answer. And then a couple of times they get a stop and the Steelers would abandon the run. It's like, no, don't abandon the run. It's the thing that's been helping you all season long since you've established it. And thankfully, they went back to it in the second half and it worked out well for them. Like, you're down 10 points. I get it. You have to usually throw the ball a lot. But this offense is better when they run the football effectively and often.
2: I have a question for you next, Greg. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Let's do it. Fourth down in the Steel City.
1: In depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
2: Craig Finley. Adam Crowley, fourth down in the Steel City. Dunlap back on Friday. Because Finley's just, I mean, frankly, he's just talking too much. Greg, I'm kidding. He's doing a wonderful job. I don't need to patronize him. You all know that. You hear the podcast. Do you think if the Steelers get in, not can they make a run? Ridiculous. Can they put up a fight? Can they be a pain in the ass? Can Can they make... Cincinnati or Buffalo or Kansas City have to nut one out or <laughs> gut one out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: God. Oh, God. Can they make one of those teams have to gut one out, Greg? <laughs> uh.
3: I want to say yes. I really want to say yes, Adam, but Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is just a different animal. Yeah. Like they struggled bad against Denver the other day and they still won the game. They gave up 24 points. They won twenty seven twenty four. 24. I don't think they really cared. Like, that's did they right. Wanna, did they want to win. Yes, of course they wanted to win, but they didn't try 110 percent the entire game.
2: Yeah, they took them lightly. I mean, yeah, they took they, them. Lightly. They've seen the film. I mean, Christ!
3: They did. Russell Wilson threw a pick. <laughs> that was all they needed. That's
2: right. That's right. I'm. <laughs> so, I'm with you. Like I would tear it this way. Like I think. I think Kansas City and Buffalo. I think maybe the Steelers could hang in there for a half and then I think they'd stop playing with their food. I and mean, we saw it last year with Kansas City. Like I, I I think a similar thing would probably happen. I think the defense might be in a little bit better of a place right now. So maybe it's not quite as bad. But they can't this offense can't hang with those teams. We have, for whatever reason though, seen the Steelers play Cincinnati tough twice this year. And I think with that, especially with a young team like Pittsburgh, there is confidence. Um, and when you do something like that, it, it gives you a point of reference. Hey, we've done this before; we can do it again. And so, I don't think they would beat Cincinnati. I mean, I don't; I'm not an idiot here, but I do think they could maybe put the fear in God of them for three quarters, something with, like that. Hell, the last time they played them, it was it was super tight.
3: With it being a division game for the third time now, and both teams one one, and the one win the Steelers that was with Mitchell Trubisky. I think – and the way that the defense has been playing, they've been doing better against the run, which means Mixon's not going to run all over them. They've been able to lock down stud receivers. The only thing that worries me, though, you saw what Mark Andrews did the other day. If they have to play Kelsey, it's, it's over. <laughs> you Like, Andrews torched them with Tyler Huntley, but Mahomes and Kelsey, oh, man, no. No, no, no. I don't want that.
2: <laughs> I thought – Mike Tomlin had a masterful game plan on Sunday. I, I thought it was wonderful. I think that's one of his strengths. I really do. I think his in-game decision-making leaves a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. The clock management, um, he's, he's sometimes he challenges the spot, and I think a lot of times when you do that, you're guessing. There are some things I don't like about Mike Tomlin's in-game management, but I think he puts together good defensive game plans, and I thought we saw that on Sunday to have the four down linemen. So it's a six man. It's a six man on the line of scrimmage front with your two edge rushers as well. And then they have the two inside backers. They just said, Tyler Huntley, you can't beat us. (laughs) And then he didn't because he's Tyler Huntley. And I I love that because they got, they got manhandled the first time around. Uh, They gave up 16 points. You and I have been over this, but, they gave up 215 yards on the ground. That was the only way the Ravens were going to win offensively. And so you said, you're not doing that again. If you beat us with Tyler Huntley beating us, you know what? And I am very literally tipping my cap. Fine. But he couldn't do it. And I thought it was a good game plan. And Mark Robinson gets gets the fun. I mean, he how, gets, he gets much- the fun. He gets the play. He played 52% of the snaps, Mark Robinson.
3: Yeah. How much? How much were you concerned when Dobbins kept breaking off a couple of fifteen-yard runs? That it was like, okay, he's finally getting his. Can they finally? Can they stop him?
2: You know what? I I went into the game and I said this on the pregame show too because I'm I'm such a genius. I said they're going to crease you a couple times. Just they just are. I mean, that's they're too good at running the ball. And Vinny Serato, who is a longtime NFL executive, he joined me on the morning show on Friday. And he said, Greg Roman is not a good pass game coordinator. Like his past concepts are so woefully flawed, but he said his running scheme is genius. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it harkens back to the olden days. I mean, with triple option stuff, but I think there is a lot of genius in it. And so if you, they creased you a couple times, I said, that's fine. But Can you force Huntley in the third and long situations? And early they did, and Huntley still made some plays, and largely with his feet. That's okay. You put him in third and long more often than not, more often than not, more often than not, you can win that war in attrition. I thought it was a great game plan. I will caution Steelers fans, though, and say this. Mark Robinson played 52% of the snaps. He is going to, I think, be a contributor next year in a key one, potentially at that inside linebacker position, it wouldn't shock me if he plays half as many snaps next week. I think a guy like him was perfect for that game. You need him to stop the run. You need him to come downhill. You need him to be the antithesis of Devin Bush, frankly. And he was, you need to stop the run against Cleveland too, but Deshaun Watson played really well in the second half against the Washington commanders. So I do think that presents more of a challenge. Like it will be harder on an inside backer next game than it was on this game. And I don't think you're going to see Mark Robinson quite as much. But um, that doesn't mean he's not going to be part of the part of the future here. And I thought it was encouraging. I thought he played well too.
3: Yeah, they asked Tomlin about that in post, and he said the same thing. He said it'll be a week-to-week basis with Robinson, yeah. and they'll switch it up whenever they need to. I mean – we saw Devin Bush a couple of times, and more often than not, it was trying to keep up with Mark Andrews. Like, he can't
2: do right, it. Right, right. What did he play? Five snaps? I mean... <laughs> yeah, he was really on the field. And they weren't good snaps. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's the other thing. Uh, how about DeMarvin Leal, man? Like, you want to talk about they all look good in their uniform team?
1: hmm
2: Holy shit. That guy... <laughs> That guy looks the part. And, you know, for all the the hell the Steelers get rained upon them for not being able to develop corners, and they've had their issues there, they can develop defensive linemen because they've got John Mitchell, who's one of the most respected guys in the sport, who is their assistant head coach, and he works with the D-line. And you've got Carl Dunbar, who's also a very well-respected defensive line coach. They've done a great job. Javon Hargrave,
3: mm-hmm.
2: a third-round pick. Stephon it when he was healthy, was very good, a second-round pick. Hell, they had to develop Cam Hayward, too, which they did. I think they're really good at that. DeMarvin Leal, had he come out a year earlier, would probably have been a first-round pick. I think that guy's going to be really, really good. I would, I would buy stock now. And one more thing. The Steelers have to re-sign two people this offseason. Well, three, really. I'd bring back Edmonds. Yes. I would bring back Sutton. Yep. And this guy, I mean, you, you, you have to pay high, Smith. I mean, it's time. You got, you got to pay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I got, would say so. <laughs> yeah. None of those are hot takes, hi huh, Greg? That wasn't sexy or anything.
3: I mean, th- those are all three guys that I would agree with. <laughs>
2: The Steelers, no here. the Steelers need to add an inside linebacker. Like, come on, yeah. I mean, we've got to the point of the podcast where I'm saying obvious things, which means it's probably time to end the podcast, Greg. But because it's going to be calling on Friday, and uh, he, he turns off your microphone when the show starts. <laughs> do the Steelers make the playoffs, Greg?
3: Yes, they do, Adam.
2: In your heart of hearts, you really believe that?
3: I do, and it's because of... Two things. Buffalo will beat New England even if they would win Monday night – or if they would lose Monday night football. Even with the backups, I think they could still beat New England. Wow. And the Jets do just enough to beat the Dolphins because it's still – yeah, Skylar Thompson. He doesn't fear me.
2: (laughs) Skylar Thompson against – what's his name, Chris Strevler could be? I mean, what if they played Strevler?
3: Wait, are they going with Flacco?
2: <laughs> you know what? If the Jets played Flacco, they win. <laughs> For sure.
3: For a pass interference call on the That's final right. seconds of the game.
2: <laughs> That's right. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco would harken back to the days of yore and play out of his mind to help the Steelers get into the playoffs. <laughs> For God's sakes! What if what if Miami signed uh, Ben Roethlisberger?
3: Oh my! I heard I heard Zeiss bring that up on pregame. Uh, come on, man!
2: <laughs> Did you also hear me? Have no idea what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I I I, I humored him for a moment or two, You're which like, we all right. do all the time with Zeiss. I love Paul. Paul's Paul's an absolute maniac. He before we went on the air, he goes. Can we – I just got to get something off my chest here. Uh, I, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I was like, Paul, save it for the air, man. Like, just, just hold on. No, 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 no. These coaches, on fourth time, they go for it on fourth time. Get the points. Get the points. And he just went off. He went off about how – He's McDaniel. He thinks he's a genius. Everyone loves him. But on third and 16 – it was just, it was wonderful.
3: You do a pretty good size.
2: I do. I would do it better if I wasn't afraid of waking my daughter up upstairs or throwing off her bedtime routine. That's
3: fair. Like,
2: yeah. I, you, if I could do it into a microphone, a real microphone, I can do it pretty well. I also do a good mic pursuit.
0: Mm.
2: I do. <clears throat> let me, let me try to, let me try to break this one out. But I, Am I allowed to say the F word? Because I can only do it if I say the F word. Uh, Probably...
3: I prefer you didn't.
2: <laughs> That's right. Greg edits the podcast. Well, stick find me at a local watering hole if you want to hear a good Mike Pursuta impression. I can also do a good David Putty from Seinfeld. Are you a are you a Seinfeld guy? Oh
3: yeah. Love Seinfeld.
2: He uh took my move. That was just an okay one. That was just an okay one. I got to warm-up to that usually. Okay, that's going to do it for fourth down in the Steel City. Finley nailed that. He nailed the prediction for, for this last weekend. He was feeling good about the Steelers. He's feeling good about them making the playoffs. Greg, what would you say about the Steelers?
3: In regards to what?
2: They are...
3: In the hunt.
2: Lurking. Sniffing Around! Talk Deans Friday, 4th down in the Steel City.